0: Happy 2022, everyone. Welcome back to our next podcast where we're going to be talking about how to leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning in the area of credit management. Hi, Dave, and welcome back. Happy New Year to you.
1: Thank you, Mary. Happy New, New
0: Year to you too. Uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed the summer of cricket as much as I did. You just need the uh, tennis now to turn out the same way for Ash Barty, or yep. holding our breath.
1: Exactly, 4 nil in the cricket and Ash Barty winning the Australian Open. That would be a fantastic way to start off 2022.
0: Awesome way to start it, awesome. Anyway, back to our podcast topic. You may remember back in the day, Dave, we used to watch TV shows like Lost in Space. Mm. We all wished we had a robot.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: deep down we knew or thought we knew this was absurd and was never likely to happen. Well, fast forward many years later, we're at 2022, and these things we used to see on TV don't seem so fantastical after all. Artificial intelligence, machine learning have become quite a hot topic as companies and governments around the world try to keep up and also to push the boundaries of what's possible. So let's start with understanding what exactly is artificial intelligence and machine learning. Artificial intelligence or AI, it's evolved into a generic and commercialized term which is used to cover a wide range of technologies, which range from machine learning reinforcement learning to deep learning. So machine learning while highly complex is simply a subset of artificial intelligence. It's driven by algorithms and computational programs based on what we humans actually teach it. Advanced artificial intelligence is far more rare and it covers cognitive capabilities. So the thinking that allows the software to think on their own mimicking humans. Is that really possible? I hear people asking, well, yes, it actually is. We all understand that artificial intelligence and machine learning provides efficiency. The draw card for many companies and governments is that it can actually cut costs by bringing more quality, speed and scalability to business processes. And in their advanced state, it can create new products or service propositions. It's all about staying ahead of the game. And based on what we're seeing at Atrevius, there are more ways that you can leverage this for innovation and business growth.
1: It's fascinating, Mary. Um, According to Accenture, 84% of C-suite executives believe they must leverage AI to achieve growth objectives, but interestingly, 76% acknowledge that they struggle with how to scale AI across their business. Um, There is so much scope for using this technology to manage credit risks, so how can finance teams leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning even if they can't afford the technology or don't have the volume of data yet? Well, you're
0: about to find out. So, Dave, I'll let you do the honours of uh, introducing our guest today.
1: Well, Mary, I'm pleased to introduce Stan Chang, the Director of Group Buyer Underwriting, GBU, an internal service to our risk underwriting units in Atradius. Stan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Can you give
2: us a brief recap of what you do at Atradius?
1: Hi, guys.
2: Uh, yeah, first of all, Hi. the honour is all mine. Um, thanks for... Inviting me to your show. I must say it feels pretty special to reconnect with my Australian roots because this is where I started 30 years ago in credit insurance.
0: Oh
2: wow. Well, I'm I'm currently based in Amsterdam, Group by Underwriting, the team that I run, operates in five countries. And basically we deliver a bunch of internal services like underwriting strategies and guidelines, risk automation, credit information, reporting MI and financial management for our internal customers in a nutshell.
1: That's fantastic. Stan, when Mary and I first started talking about doing this podcast, I know we learned about some surprising ways that artificial intelligence and machine learning is being used. Can you share some of your experience with our
2: audience? Yeah, absolutely. It's a a very, very hot topic, and um, technology today is sometimes referred to as the fourth industrial revolution. Wow, that is a massive comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing. Technology is continually pushing up frontiers. We all know that and reshaping our lives. We also know that AI and, and machine learning is is used in many consumer products. That's you know touching our lives. But people are not always aware some of about some of the massive existentialist issues like climate change, healthcare, human trafficking, which often uses artificial intelligence to help us. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. And in the the business-to-business world, though, I mean, I have to say AI is a bit less visible. But the change is uh, definitely happening, and it is transformational.
1: Okay, so regarding B2B, how do we use this at Atreides,
2: Atreides uses uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence to do some simple but very, very powerful things that are core to our business model. Um, such as retrieving, processing information, and basically optimizing our risk decisions. So we use uh, web scrapers, we use APIs and various associated technologies to pull in information real-time. Information that is published in hundreds of thousands of websites in multiple languages on a a 24-7 basis. Um, you know, it, it doesn't take much to imagine the types of credit information that is uh, extremely relevant to how we assess risk. And, and that ranges from things like mergers and acquisitions, changes in management, payment defaults, when companies do product launches or advertise jobs, filing of product patents sanctions litigation strikes all kinds of um, a myriad of, of, of extremely valuable qualitative information which historically has been very hard to use in models and uh, algorithms but this is what we are doing today
1: right uh, I'm wondering could I use this for my fantasy football team <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that would get you a long way. I'm not sure if it's legal, but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it it would, would, would seem to me, faith. Stan, it would seem to me that the advantages and potential of these tools is almost limitless.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really the start, Dave. It's only the start of a long and eventful journey. Our customers benefit from this because we have access to uh, tons of data, which you know they may not necessarily have. And we use this information to optimize our decisions. So once we have extracted the data, we use natural language processing models, and this is something we develop in-house and machine learning tools to do a number of things. First of all, we need to classify the information. We perform sentiment analysis. We map information to to the precise entity in our massive database, and that's not easy to do. Um, So that's the uh, processing of information. But the other type of artificial intelligence that you use is called neural networks. It's a very powerful technology that detects relationships between cause and effect, such as riskiness of a business's ability to pay a debt, right? Um, This means we are issuing more decisions to support trade and getting our decisions out faster. Um, Stan, what about...
0: Because you mentioned that this the use of neural networks, um, this powerful technology that can help uh, predict or look at the riskiness of a business's ability to pay a debt. When when we're scouring the web for information and using these technologies that that you mentioned, we rely on. It does it does rely on third party um, data. So how do we be sure? How do we pull out the fact that things might be fraud or not fraud? How do we detect that?
2: It's a good question. You know, it's very topical, Mary. You know, people talk about fake data, etc. And I'm afraid, like life, there are no guarantees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no guarantees in our ability to prevent fraud or disasters, whether that's AI or ML. This is what's constant in our lives. But when we use technology like that, we employ very diligent checks and balances in what we do. Right. I mean, we have to because we make hundreds of thousands of decisions using machines sometimes. And of course, to be very clear, these machines are built by humans, so they only do what we tell them to do. But these checks and balances include checking the veracity of information, such as we analyze website characteristics. We compare information between different sources. We combine news information with registry data, which tends to be much more reliable because they are uh, regulated sources. We look for relationships between businesses and people. And we also look at the patterns in how our customers apply for information. The volume of applications on a a specific buyer actually is a clue as to whether there is a propensity for fraud. So um, we're not only just using technology to deliver services, right? We have to make sure that what we're doing is safe and ethical.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm impressed with the natural language processing. I mean, it takes, um, can take years to learn a language and the fact that this technology can scour information in so many different language and bring it back so quickly translated and in a structured format is quite amazing actually.
2: Yes, it is, it is indeed. Yeah.
0: Um, after the GFC stand, many financial institutions, including insurance companies, all revisited the way that they collect and process data in order to manage risk in a more efficient and effective manner, um, given what happened to some of them during the GFC. The idea there was that there was so much information out there um, and people were worried, well, we if we knew this, we wouldn't have done that, or if we had found that out, we might have done something differently. So given that there is so much information out there, how do we process it all in order to better manage these risks and avoid the pitfalls? So can you, can you talk about how or why I should say Atradius or indeed many companies are focusing on artificial intelligence and machine learning?
2: Yeah, well, it's next generation, isn't it, Mary? I mean, yeah. first of all, automation and data analytics is not exactly new, it's been there for decades. And Atradius has been using that for a long, long time but artificial intelligence machine learning is just breaking new ground. And it's important to say that at the end of the day, technology is an enabler. Our customers come to us to back their sales strategies, whether they sell locally or overseas from product launches, opening new markets. They come to protect their trade because writing off receivables is very, very painful, right? Mm. It just drains your working capital. And on top of this, the world we live in today is so deeply connected through demand and supply chains, financing, investments, transportation, climate change, politics. We've seen in the past two years how the pandemic has equally galvanized and divided societies. Mm -hmm. And globalization is slowly but surely steering us towards that perfect storm. You know, Atreides needs the best people We use the best technology to help our customers, to help our partners, and certainly not least to help ourselves.
0: ourselves. Mm. Do you think that a lot of these organisations are scared or they fear big data, artificial intelligence, and machine learning, because they don't want to pin their credit management philosophy on machine modelling and predictive models? Like, is there a danger in that 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 causes this fear for a lot of companies?
2: Yeah, well, to some to many companies, AI and ML is still a very new thing, even though it's been with us for 20 years at least. Um, it's like using electricity, uh, Mary, or Wi-Fi. You know, you don't you, we've, we've, it's natural. It's natural for us to fear things we don't always understand. But in so far as credit management uh, is concerned, I I think it, it starts with you know an organization's attitude and approach to risk taking. Uh, Credit management is about managing our working capital and our treasury function. You know, you need to think about Who owes you money? How much do they owe you? How diverse are your debts? How new are your customers? What are the terms that you offer your customers? And importantly, let's say in treasury language um, How much risk margins are you building into your pricing for loss of a debt, right? so um, all this is not static. Businesses are changing, and these considerations, um, you need to factor into understanding, you know, how much, how robust actually, and how sophisticated your credit management processes need to be. And from there, you know, uh, you think about solutions like credit insurance, and basically. Just to repeat, AI and machine learning are simply a means to an end. We don't actually pin your credit management philosophy onto them.
1: That's, that's interesting, that comment. So, Stan, what is the relevance of artificial intelligence and machine learning then?
2: Well, in short, really, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning is all about bringing efficiency, productivity. That, those are the most two commonplace use cases today. But frankly, if you look at the consumer world, it brings a lot of quality, new services, new propositions, and that means future-proofing your business. And that is indeed your ability to compete in the new world.
1: I, I because hear yeah. competitors
2: are, might be using the same, and if you're not up to speed, uh, you're falling well behind.
1: Yeah, for those who don't have the resources to heavily invest in artificial intelligence and machine learning, partnering with a company like Atreus could be beneficial, I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, We use a lot of data. We have been building our journey for quite a long time. Mm. And this is our core uh, modus operandi today. We have armies of people working on this.
1: Yeah, now you make a valid point about the volume of data needed to be able to leverage Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning. Can you talk more about how big data plays a role?
2: Yeah, big data. Now, that's another topical word. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about big data, um, a gentleman's name comes to mind. His name is Eric Schmidt.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Eric Schmidt uh, was the ex-CEO and chairman of Google and Alpha, but very, very clever man for mm-hmm. well over a decade. And he said this, Between the dawn of civilization and 2003, we created five exabytes of data. Now, we are creating that every two days.
0: Wow.
2: And just so that you know, one exabyte is one billion gigabytes, and that has 18 zeros behind it. Uh So to answer your question, Dave, that volume of data is not really the challenge in this digital age. It's about managing it and making sense of it.
1: Yeah, I, I get you. That's mind-boggling numbers, Stan. Wow. Well, that's our game, Dave. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's why you paid the big bucks, Stan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you paid the small bucks, Dave. You're so cheap, right? Well, <laughs> what you get, Alice. I mean, in the trade years, it's our, that's our holy trinity. You know, I call it that yeah. because our operating strategy is about people. It's about data and technology. And very simply, big data is the oil that runs all our artificial intelligence and machine learning engines. It helps us understand performance. It helps us understand relationships to create the best risk decisions that that our customers demand today. Fantastic.
0: Well, Stan, there's going to be listeners here who have already started or are looking to leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning for credit risks. Based on all your experience, can you share the top three things that you wish you knew earlier?
2: Mary, there are so many things I wish I knew earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew what an exabyte was earlier than this podcast as well.
2: <laughs> well, that's what that's what it is. is. No, um yeah, I, I, I thought hard about this, Mary, because uh, you know this has been such a rewarding journey and so impactful to, to how we've developed. Um, if I had to summarize the three things about what we've experienced in, in machine learning and AI, um, the first is to start. Starting is really hard, right, because it's very abstract. AI, we've talked about it a lot, but it's feels so distant, it feels like, you know, building a spaceship and, and in the past, it resided with the likes of companies like Google and Amazon, you know, um, but the advent of technology has brought this home to a lot more companies and made it a lot more accessible. So the first advice I would give is to start, right, whether it's data or artificial intelligence or machine learning. Whether you make it yourself or you want to buy it, you can. can Partner up with consultants and uh, fintechs. Or partner up with a company like Atreides so you can get the benefit of our knowledge, our data and expertise, and the bonus of getting protection from insurance. Uh, The important thing is, first of all, start. Because it takes time to adopt uh, innovation and like what we've seen in the past, doing nothing is, I'm afraid, the road to extinction. Mm. So that's the first bit I would say, start, you know, start small, but start. Um, and the second thing I would say is don't focus on AI and machine learning and technology because they are sexy uh, and everybody's talking about it. They are not goals in themselves, right? These are tools and technology that is designed to help us. It's a means to an end. So. The second advice I would give is to start with a clear sense of purpose. You know, in in technical language, it's called the use case, Um, your value proposition, what are you trying to achieve? So whether your first success story is big or small, it gets you on the ladder. Now, if you can choose an activity such as what we are doing in pulling in information that is scalable, then that's... Definitely a bonus, but you know, keep it simple. Uh, Adoption is far more important than impact when you start. That's my second advice, right? Start small, be focused. And the third one I would say um, is what people dream about, you know, board sponsorship, big budgets, greenfield projects, um, because this is a game changer potentially. But frankly, in many organizations, um, that's quite difficult to achieve, um, to start top down. In my experience and observations, many companies have been very successful because of the energy and ambition from the business itself. Right? Don't be daunted by lack of board support because I'm afraid boards do take uh, quite a bit of convincing in my experience. So uh, take te- tactical decisions if you must, but build it and they will come. That's my third advice.
0: Great movie, Build It and They Will Come. Yeah. That's some really good advice. I suppose that's the type of advice that applies to many projects or a company starting on a project that you've got to start somewhere. You've got to have a clear purpose and a value proposition. It's got to to match with your value proposition. And, of course, the third one being investing or having the resources to invest in making it actually happen. Um, Yeah, thank you for that. And that's all we've really got time for today, everyone. So thank you so much, Stan, for joining us. It's, it is a really interesting yet complex uh, topic that does require reading about and staying in touch with. Um, for me, I might re-watch those Lost in Space episodes now with a bit more fascination of what's really possible in the world today. But it's also, it's also good to know that Atreides is at the forefront of our artificial intelligence and machine learning, and I've personally experienced that and can see the resources that we're allocating and the passion that we're approaching this with. So it's very good when it comes to managing credit risks. Um, you pointed out, Stan, that it's not cheap technology. You need large volumes of data for it to be meaningful, um, and that's another important point for people to take away as well. So thanks again for a really interesting discussion. It's going to be interesting to see where we are actually in two or even five years from now, given the speed at which this is developing. Um, Thanks also to Dave, but thank you so much, Stan. We really appreciate your time today.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, Mary and Dave. It's been a privilege, and I hope uh, it's been useful. I'm sure it's all going to be good for everyone, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Oh,
1: Thanks so much for coming on, Stan, and thank you, Mary. I've got to say, right after this uh, podcast, I'm going to be sending over my fantasy football team to you, Stan, to feed to the team because I'm pretty confident I can finish at the top of the league with this kind of stuff. Um, I trust listeners found this as informed as I did. So thank
0: you. Thank you so much, everyone. Speak next time.
2: Thank you.